The world is changing so much. Especially the last couple of years, the COVID pandemic threw the whole world out. And its effects are going to be long-lasting. The world's not going to be the same as it was previously. It's going to have long-standing detrimental effects on the world economy, which comes right down to Mr. Average on the street or Mrs. Average on the street <laughs> or wherever else she may be. <clears throat> it's already the effects are there with disruptions in the supply chains for, because of extenuating effects from the pandemic. Just like recently the anti-vaccination campaign by certain truckers in Canada. Uh, well, it, it made worse the disruptions in the supply chains that were already going on, which Again, coming down to Mr. or Mrs. or whatever else you want to call them, average in the street, boils down to you don't get the things you used to get uh, easily available as they used to be. The, the, the varieties of food or even it may come down to basic necessities. Education has been seriously impacted in as much as the teacher-to-student direct interaction has by necessity been mediated by the internet and many students they just missed out and uh, it's again it's going to have long-term effects on education and the economy and the ability of societies to keep their whole infrastructure together, infrastructure, human infrastructure, uh, because we need so many doctors, we need so many lawyers, and, and other products of education, human products of education to keep the society running on as we know, and, and, and so in so many professions. So it's going to have, uh, already having huge uh, social impact people they uh, <clears throat> they don't relate to each other as they used to at least well during the pandemic there was fear of socially mixing with with others and then again the waves can come again or another pandemic can come and then the the whole idea of just mixing up with people people become afraid to do that Distrust of science has come to the fore in the <clears throat> distrust of vaccines, uh, distrust of corporatocracy or corpora corporations and of governments has skyrocketed. It wasn't that distrust wasn't there, but it's, it's, uh, it's become pandemic, <laughs> or at least endemic. <clears throat> so, long-standing and serious ramifications, I'm just making the point here that the world will not be the same after the pandemic 
as it was before. There's going to be a lot of differences in the human situation. The current events in Ukraine could and most probably will change the future of Europe and the world, especially if the war escalates already. The nuclear word is being spoken of. <clears throat> Whatever happens, the world won't be the same again. <clears throat> change is always there in human society. Change is always there. People change, situations change. Empires rise and collapse, just like the USSR became very powerful and it collapsed. A generation ago, China wasn't anything like the, the power that it is. It, it, it is now militarily, economically. Things have changed. It wasn't expected that China would rise, but it has. I was born and raised in England. But when I go back there, which hasn't been for over two years now, thanks to the pandemic, is largely cause, uh, I find that it's different in so many ways. And, and immigration has made a lot of difference. Uh, the attitudes of the younger generation. <laughs> when I was growing up, there was the generation gap between us and the parents' generation. Now there's a generation gap between myself and the generations coming behind. Attitudes are very different in so many ways. Technology, especially the internet, has changed so many things in so many ways. Just for instance, the definition of friend, a Facebook friend, <laughs> uh, is not really a friend as we used to think of it. Change was slow for hundreds of years, but it's the pace has picked up as the pace of technological development or progress or whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> as it ever increases. The 1960s and the early 70s was a time of great social change in the Western world, especially in the Anglosphere, especially in the United States and Britain. Young men started growing their hair long. There was widespread use of psychotropic illegal drugs for quote-unquote mind expansion. There was interest, tremendous interest in Eastern spirituality and alternative kinds of religions such as uh, some quasi-Christianity imported from brought in from Korea, uh, and so, so many, uh, so many differences came out. Uh, among the hippie generation, they thought it was the age of Aquarius, we're going to have peace and love, everything's going to be wonderful. Bob Dylan sung, the times are a-changing. Uh, what did he sing at first? From... Fathers and mothers throughout the land, your children are beyond your command, for the times are a-changing. Uh, and it's a fact that the changes 
or it's an observable phenomenon, phenomenon that the changes of the 1960s have very much impacted society in the West and by extension the world, seeing as the West is at the present time culturally and in other ways dominant, although that inevitably will change. But the effect of the hippie movement and... Uh, Ah, uh, what is this? So, so many things have changed. The, the human rights, the move for human rights. Of course, it wasn't the hippies that brought all that out, the Martin Luther King with the civil rights for the black people, but the hippies took it up. And civil rights, and that has morphed into feminism, um, gay rights, women's rights, gays' rights. Now we have L LGBTQ plus rights. And there's, especially in America, United States of America, a backlash against that. So America's, the whole, whole country is highly polarized. It's not the same situation as it was a generation ago. Far from having the age of Aquarius, we're having the age of random mass shootings, among other things. Anyway, one thing is for sure, the world has changed and it's changing a lot and it will go on changing. Uh, the only thing that doesn't change is that the phenomenon of phenomenon of change continues and people are busy making predictions. There are people who work for companies, uh, investment, adv financial advisors, investment advisors, work for governments, uh, making economic predictions, political predictions, uh, environmental predictions have been ignored, the effect of <clears throat> industrialization on the world in, uh, environment have been ignored to a large extent and the, the warnings are coming true and it's irreversible now. So even if you make dire predictions, uh, <laughs> money rules. That's one thing we can predict, that People aren't going to listen to you if they, the, some big people up there with lots of money are not going to listen to you, listen to your warnings if they think that they're already too much money is going to be uh, affected by your poli proposed policies for reducing carbon emissions or whatever. Predictions, astrologers, are professional prediction makers. Actually, astrology, astrology is not meant only for making predictions, but it's largely identified with that. They mostly seem to get it wrong, at, at least those who make sweeping predictions about the world situation. Uh, practically every time there's an eclipse, and there are about three to seven eclipses every year, we hear the astrologers 
saying, oh, this means, oh, very inauspicious, very bad things are going to happen. Bad things are happening all the time. There was that 2K prediction that the whole world was just going to descend into chaos at the stroke of midnight at the end of the year, what was it, 1999, mm. due to some foul up in the computer system. I didn't buy into it. <laughs> I can proudly say. But there are many who are convinced that, well, it's going to be a major collapse of society. The, the end of the Mayan calendar, oh, that's another... So uh, no doubt there will be huge shakeups in society and there will be huge change, but it's not that every every one, all these predictions, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. When is he coming? Just in a few months. I've been hearing that all my life. And if I was 200 years old, I probably would have been hearing it for the last 200 years. He's he's coming. It's, it's nice if he comes. Seems like a pretty good guy, Jesus, but... Uh, these predictions, Jesus is coming, just coming now. It can't take it too seriously. <clears throat> but one thing is for sure that change is always there, and it's, it makes life interesting. How interesting do you want life to be? Uh, if life is steady and stable, and you can count on people to do the things they're expected to do, you can trust people because they don't change all the time. It makes life more interesting if things are changing all the time, but it's also unsettling. It can be inspiring if you want to be a leader in making change, like Elon Musk, for instance. Uh, change can be devastating, just like in Ukraine at the present time. Uh, <clears throat> I got some information from some of my disciples in Ukraine that the, the, the general feeling in Ukraine was that they'd heard so much talk about the expected, expected invasion of the Russian troops, but they didn't believe it would happen. They're, they're amazed it actually happened, and it's happened, and it's really impacting the whole situation there. Change is going to happen. Devastating change can happen at any time. You just don't know when and where disaster is going to strike, but disaster does strike. It changes the way of the world. In Sanskrit ter terminology, it's called Sharabhika. Sharabhika, sorry, pronouncing it a little bit Bengali way. Sharabhika means six kinds of transformations. These, these are very broad categories. There is birth or generation. Something comes into being. It may be animate or inanimate. It may be that uh, an island comes into being in the sea due to a volcano under the water. It may be for instance. Then there is growth. Something comes into being, then it grows. Then there is a period of apparent stability. 
But because that period is different to the periods before it and after it, that's also one kind of change. There is generation of byproducts. For living beings, that means they reproduce. That's the fourth. And the fifth is degeneration, wearing down. And the sixth is termination or death. So these are the six kinds of change. And we can understand by consulting the Vedic knowledge. And if we want to look at it in, a, in, an, in an empiric way, we can understand that reincarnation takes place. There's repeated change of body. That's a major change, isn't it? Repeated change of body. People don't take it seriously, but it's a fact. But actually, at every moment, there is change. We say, the world will never be the same again. From the beginning of speaking that sentence, the world, you see, when you say the, the world will never be the same again. By the time you reach the full stop at again, the world has changed because everything changes at every moment. Even if you see a big mountain, you think it's not changing. Well, it may change in course of time. Some rocks may fall down. Some boulders may fall down. But actually, at the, at the subatomic level, it's, it's frantically changing at every nanosecond. Even the most peaceful of scenes, you see a nice forest, everything is changing. Nothing is the same at one, from one moment to the next, nothing is the same. Everything is always changing. Even mentally, our condition changes. We may wake up in the morning in a bad mood and pick up a better mood later. In, in, in our life, with the, the mentality of a child is different to that of a teenager and that is different to that of a young adult and, is the, the, and an old adult changes. Men and women. There's, of course, this is a very broad generalization, but they generally have a different outlook. Now, that's not change in terms of time, unless you say that someone who's a man in this life is a woman in the next life. Anyway, that society will change is inevitable. And particularly, we are in what the Vedic knowledge terms as Kali Yuga. Just as there are cycles of seasons, in temperate climates, there is spring, summer, autumn, winter, four seasons. In much of India, there are six seasons because there's the monsoon season. Added, there is spring, summer, monsoon, and then if you, between the monsoon and then the autumn, there's another season. And then there's the winter. So six seasons, each of two months. 
So four, so there are four seasons, so there are four massive ages of time. Satya Yoga, Treta Yoga, Dwarpa Yoga, and Kali Yoga. Kali Yoga, we're in the Kali Yoga now. It's the worst of times. It started only 5,000 years ago and will continue for another 427,000 years. And at the beginning of this age, the great sage Vyasadeva, who is the compiler and the editor of the Vedic literature, not the author. There's no author. So he gave predictions for the human condition in the age of Kali. Kali Yuga. And it's not good. Change, yes. And change getting worse every day. In summary, there, there, he gave many descriptions, specific things, such as lavanyam keshadharanam. People will think that they are very beautiful just according to their hairstyle. So much emphasis on hairstyle. That's just one of his predictions. <laughs> ah. So, but summarizing the whole situation, he said, Sanskrit language. Tatas chanu dinam dharma satyam shocham kshamadaya kalena balina rajan nangshantyayur balam smritihi. Tata, thereafter, he's saying thereafter, after the previous age, Kali Yuga will ensue. With the passing of everyday dharma, the word dharma has many connotations. Here it can be understood to mean the sense of righteousness upon which actually civilized human beings should base their life. That will decrease day by day. Truthfulness will decrease day by day. Cleanliness, the quality of cleanliness in humans will decrease day by day. The tolerance will decrease day by day. Now, tolerance is a very broad term. We can talk about tolerance of various religions. We can talk about re religious tolerance, racial tolerance. There's also tolerance, the ability to tolerate difficulty, to be stoic or not to get upset by little things all the time. Daya, compassion, that will decrease day by day by the mighty force of time and lifespan will decrease. Bodily strength will decrease and mental strength will decrease. However, we also learn from the Vedic knowledge that some things stay the same. Now, we can say, obviously, the sun rising in the east Okay, but more, uh, well, of course, that, that, that's a massively important fact for us. But uh, concerning the human condition, and not only the human condition, the condition of all living beings, the fact that we 
have to go through birth and death, old age and diseases, birth after birth after birth, that condition remains the same. Existence in the material world is one of suffering. We can say at the present time the Ukrainian people are going through tremendous suffering, but it wasn't that they weren't going through suffering prior to that. And it's not that if their dream is fulfilled, dream of mo maybe most of them, that if they join the European Union and NATO, that they'll all be happy. That's another dream. <laughs> we want our country to be just like America, really. Or Britain, really. You so, so much crime and so much suicide, and, uh, so much poverty, so much drug abuse. People can't trust each other and happy. There, there's this idea that, well, life is better if we have freedom and democracy and Coca-Cola. But actually, it doesn't because now I, I was raised in England in what's called a liberal democracy. And no doubt such polities have advantages over strictly controlled authoritarian systems. So I'm not making a pitch here for nasty dictatorship, but I'm just saying that even if we have a system set up which is supposed to be conducive to human happiness, people are suffering, they're miserable. You can't avoid that. There's nothing that anyone can do in this world to avoid the existential position of this world being miserable. We may have a relatively happy life, and we have to get born again, and just the, the pain of being born and the uncertainty of what will happen in future. And because change is the mm, defining factor of, or a defining factor of the material condition, even if we do feel fairly happy in one situation, it will change. And then we won't be happy. It changes all the time. Now, changes, change and misery are defining factors of the material condition, but there's something else which doesn't change, and that is our spiritual nature. The defining, defining factors of the spiritual condition are that it is eternal, we don't change, we don't go from body to body to body, the liberated state beyond birth and death. And it's not just free from misery, but it's happy, it's not just happy, it's blissful. In material existence, we're looking for a situation where we can be happy, unmitigated happiness. It's not possible in the material condition. But we desire that because that is our 
inherent spiritual nature which we are so much divorced from. Once we understand that I am by nature an eternal spiritual being, then we can understand that all the changes going around me are illusory. Even this body. I don't, I don't really have a connection with this body. I do temporarily. But temporary, it's just a flash in time. I don't really have any connection with anything to do with this material world. But because I'm trying to enjoy this material world, I get entangled in identifying with it and therefore I have to suffer. I get caught up in its changes and I can't control the changes. We can say that the whole of human civilization is an attempt to control the changes of material nature and, and steer the changes of material nature into a way conducive to our happiness, but it doesn't work. Change leads to <laughs> misery. Not oh, there, there may be material happiness, but then it will change into distress. Change means sometimes we're happy and then sometimes we're miserable. And a man with no money who was previously rich suffers more than the man who is born with a plastic spoon in his mouth, unless he's a renunciant and he's deliberately given up that wealth. But someone who has wealth and then loses laments for it. So the wealth, either having it and then having the anxiety of having the money and the pride and the prestige of having it, which doesn't bring happiness. It's actually this pride and prestige of thinking I'm better than others. It's actually a pain on the heart because it's opposite to our sp true spiritual nature. So change leads to varying conditions, sometimes feeling happy, Sometimes feeling distressed, but the, even in the happiness in the material world, the underlying the the underlying percussion or rhythm is going on of distress. Uh, change. Sometimes we become very rich. Sometimes we gain so many things, and then we lose so many things. We we have friends who become enemies, and less commonly, enemies become friends. We have success and then failure. These are called the dualities of material existence, and it's all miserable. So we can get all excited about what's going on in Ukraine, and it's going to change the world. Yeah, and the it'll change the world in some ways, but there have been so many big things, so many huge things going on, big wars going on. And we can look back at the history, uh, what is that, the Romans fighting the Carthaginians and the Persians fighting the, the Greeks. And among the Greeks, the Athenians fighting the Spartans. And it's just history to us now. At the time, it was a big thing. But we should know that whatever happens in this material world, and change will be there, and distress will be there, and terrible distress as there is in Ukraine will be there. By the way, there was terrible, terrible distress and slaughter in Ukraine even before the Russians entered. 
How was that? Terrible distress and slaughter of animals was going on as it goes on in every country of the world. So don't be surprised because what goes around comes around. Killing so many animals and then human slaughter is the inevitable result. Anyway, we should understand that our spiritual position is unchanging and that the one change that we need to make in our life, the one most important change that we need to make in our life is to stop trying to adjust to the changes of the material situation, stop trying to surf the waves of material change in a manner that we think will improve our situation because ultimately there is no improvement in, in our material situation. A king today and a pauper tomorrow. So we should do what is required to change our consciousness, change our goal in life so that we can go beyond all this change. To do that, we, yeah, we have to change our whole approach to life. Labdva sudur lavam vidam bahusambhavante manusham artadam anityam apihadhira turnam yatetanapatedanumrityava nishrayasaya vishaya kalu sarvata syat. This is a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. It is spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna. He gives this advice how we should change our life so that we can come to the position of our highest good, beyond birth and death, beyond the changes of this world. He states that now we have a human birth. We've gone through so many changes, 8,400,000 species of life. We've gone through, we've changed from body to body to body. Now we have the human life, which is very rarely attained. But the human form of life is very special, because in this human form of life, we can understand what we need to do to get free from the suffering of being in this cycle of birth and death. So, even though human life is very short, we should take advantage of it and do whatever is required so that we can come to the position of our ultimate benefit. And if we think that, well, I can just enjoy myself. I've got eyes, I can see nice things. I've got lips, I can kiss nice lips. Uh, Lord Krishna warns us. I'm just giving the explanation of this verse. Lord Krishna warns us that we already enjoyed so many things in so many lives. And we have the opportunity to, opportunity to do so in future. But that's not actual enjoyment. So we should take advantage of this human form of life. All answers are given in Lord Krishna's 700-verse Bhagavad Gita. Actually, Lord Krishna speaks 574 of those verses. But Arjuna says many important things and Sanjay does also. Anyway, it's a short work. The essence of all spiritual knowledge is in there. And the same knowledge in great depth is given in the Srimad Bhagavatam. 
So we can recommend don't get caught up in the swirls and eddies of this material situation, which is always changing. Of course, we're in this world. We can't just stop everything we're doing. We have to go on with life. But don't make our ambition to try to be happy in a place where the changing nature of the whole material situation is such that we can't be ultimately happy. It's just a fact. The dice are loaded against us. It's just like in a, in a gambling casino. You might win sometimes, but you're set up to lose overall. However, we should be intelligent and understand, hey, why am I in this gambling house? I'm set up to lose. So, get out. It's not so easy to get out of material existence. But if we follow the instructions of Lord Krishna, as given in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, we can do, we should do. The world will never be the same again. And in some ways, it's the same all the time. Don't be too much fixated on this world. Let us fix our consciousness on Krishna. We can do that by chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Vancha kalpa tarubhyascha kripa sindhubya evacha Patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. Dante nithaya chunakang padayane patya kritva chakakushatametadaham bravimi. Hey, sadhava sakala eva vihaya durat gauranga chandra charane kurutanu ragaha. Parivada tujano yata tatava nanu mokaro navayang vichara yamaha hari rasa madira madati matta bhuvi vilutama nartama nirvishama hari krishna hari krishna 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 hari 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 rama hari rama 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 hari hari